welcome back to the Reclaimed Podcast. I am Ellie Herringshaw. And I am Mark Herringshaw, your honored father. It's Aww. great to be here. Good to be back with you. I've spent a, a couple been, weeks. Yeah, it's been yeah, a couple since... weeks. Yeah, last week we were, I was talking with um, my good friend Lizzie, and I interviewed her about her experience of grieving and reclaiming after she lost her husband. And if you haven't listened to that to that episode, I... Yeah, it is an extremely yeah. beautiful, powerful uh, conversation. She's a wow. she's an inspiration to wow. me. I, as I mentioned in the in the podcast, when I first discovered the affair, I thought of her, and it's I mean a completely different situation, but but it felt like this grief, like we both yeah, and we we share this loss. Yeah, it loss. is it is a loss. And yeah, and the, but the ways she has very deliberately walked into that loss to find Jesus Mm -hmm. a lot of parallels to reclaiming and I think she identified it was clear she identified with your process as well so yeah go back and if you haven't if you haven't listened to that um, listeners go back it's definitely worth your time go back (laughs) yeah it's a good Good. one but today we're we're talking about something um, the same but very different dum 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 (laughs) (laughs) weddings Yes, so. weddings, weddings. I I used to be a wedding photographer. I I did I did wedding photography for eight wedding seasons. So that means like it was it was seven years, but it was like you know eight seasons of weddings. And and I was I was busy doing it. I made I made good money doing it. And um, long stressful days of dealing with some bridezillas and then just like really happy joyful people who were committing their lives to each other and so i i yeah i i did i did wedding photography for a long time and my perspective is uh, i was a pastor for 25 years Mm -hmm. so i did loads of those weddings from a pastor standpoint. How many do you think you've You know what? Done? I it's somebody's somebody asked me that. I actually don't know. I should I've got them filed somewhere. I should go back and Do you have all of your sermons filed? Um at least outlines. Yeah, I mean for the weddings? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I I, I do. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, so we have tons of experience. <laughs> and we've both been married. You are currently married currently to my married. mother. Yeah. And I was. And married. and and our wedding um, our whole story of our relationship is pretty remarkable. Uh, Jill and I, your mom, mm-hmm. uh, that is your mom. That is my that's mom. That's who I'm married to. <laughs> my mom is Jill. Uh, and our, but our wedding was extraordinary. It was, uh, it was, it was like other, otherworldly, which is what, what the wedding experience actually is. It's a, it's a window into eternity yeah. in a really profound way. And that ours certainly was that. And, and then watching that from my perspective, standing up there, facilitating people with their words uh, to make those covenants mm-hmm. and watch what happens. It's like the lightning bolt falls and something happens. You're capturing those moments or mm-hmm. were when you were a wedding photographer, capturing those moments and um and then providing those those snapshot portraits yeah for people to remember the yeah. essence of what happened yeah exactly. so I, so we're going to talk about this today because i mean there's a very practical reason yes why we're doing this now yeah my sweet brother is getting married in a week and a half and I'm so, I'm so excited by, by the time this comes up, it'll be a week and a half. And he, um, I, I did a, I did 
a an episode with him about his ring and how I reclaimed my my wedding rings with Michael's help and um and so he's he's getting married and I I have had I've had anxiety about that and I can say that word because it is anxiety I've had anxiety about that day just knowing that this day is looming that it's coming and I want to be really strategic about not avoiding the the pain that I know that that day will trigger for me um but still giving Michael and Jenna the the attention and the love and it's it's about them it's about their love um but I want to be also strategic in using this as part of my healing. So this is a laboratory for reclaiming. Yes. I mean literally and and, and a very poignant one. It was it was it was uh, did you even put weddings on your list? It was almost I don't know that you I you know I I did put it on my list. Um Yeah, it is it is on my list as like a as like an event kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Um Yeah. So we're we're going to actually do a series mm-hmm. of these conversations about weddings uh three of them yeah so talk a little bit about what your hope is in in kind of walking through this experience we have a week from it's basically a little over a week away yeah yeah it's also it's it's not just i i hope that this can not only be applicable to reclaiming weddings but just reclaiming in general of of taking something that we know um we know may may cause fear and anxiety in the future and um and just be intentional about stepping into it. And so I want to, I want to be honest about kind of my process in doing that. And um, yeah, it's going to look different for each person. But this is what it's looking like for so, me. So right sometimes now. you've you've talked about a location. Yep. Sometimes you've talked about you know something like a song. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, this in this in this case, you're talking about an anticipated event. And something I can't avoid. Right. I and don't you, want to avoid it. He's right. my brother getting married. Right. Right, and we love we love Jenna and the covenant they're going to make. I mean, everybody's yeah. thumbs up on this one. Mm-hmm. But for you, it's tied in with so many fundamental pieces of your pain, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it really is. So we're going to do like, like talk a little bit about how we're going to structure these conversations, and it's going to be an interesting experiment here. I think. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So today, I want to talk about. Um, I want to talk about just weddings in general. Why are they important? What's the, um, what, why, why do people go to these things? Why do we get dressed up for them and, and witness these things? Why does everybody cry at a wedding? What's behind and underneath that? Yeah. Yeah. And then I want to talk, um, I want to talk next week about, um, anticipating the reclaiming and what that, um, and why I need to reclaim it. Um, and what that's going to, what that's going to mean for me, which will be just a few days before it'll come out a few days before. Yeah. yeah, Before. And then, um, and then post wedding, um, I want to do a follow up how it, how it felt, maybe what the triggers were for me, what was hard, um, what was beautiful and, um, and sort of how I feel afterwards. And I don't know, I don't know how I'll feel afterwards. (laughs) I might, I might never want to go to another wedding again. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm but you guessing. are, but you're proactively reclaiming yeah. this yeah, and stepping into it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to live. I don't want to live a reactionary life. Right. And, um, and I think oftentimes for me, I'm just kind of like go with the flow sometimes. And I don't want to live that way 
particularly with my healing. Yeah. Um, I want to be, yeah. I want to be proactive and I want to dive in and get my feet wet. Which is the <laughs> essence of reclaiming and why you do this podcast, why you do your blog, why you do your community. Yeah. Because you don't want to live accidentally. You want right. to live intentionally. We have one life. Let's yes. make the most of it. Yes. Yes. And actually it's, these are the, these are the experiences that hone our character forever. Yeah. And we're going to, we're, so we're forever creatures. And mm-hmm. so the things that we're, the things that we're, how we're responding to these kinds of inevitable sorrows, mm-hmm. we're never promised an easy life. We're yeah. promised a good life. We're promised a partnership with God. In this world, you will have tribulation, Jesus yep. says, but be encouraged. I've overcome the world. Yeah. So, uh, because he has already walked through the very worst that could happen, he's walked through the worst rejections and come out the other side and actually rose back to life out of death, <laughs> physically in a particular place in history. He's taken the worst that the enemy could level against him and turned it into glory. And that's our hope. Yeah. That's our, that's our future and our hope. Reclaiming is anchored in hope. Mm-hmm. And actually, that's what a wedding is. So yeah. let's talk a little bit about this experience. You know, we've all gone to weddings. We've all been there. Mm-hmm. Uh, many uh, who are listening have actually been standing there and have formed a wedding themselves mm-hmm. with their own words. So what are, what is it? Like, what what is this experience? It it's I think in our culture there's a lot of questions like why do we do this? Anymore? Yeah, like why is it why is it important? Right, and many yeah. people just choose to say, well, we've made a commitment, and we're just choosing to do our lives together. Right, and they, um, you know, they live together, and and sometimes those relationships are are seemingly very positive. Yeah, why yeah. though go to the time energy? Money, money, <laughs> and and th- this focus for this ceremony. Like, yeah, what is it? What? Why? Yeah, why is it so important? Yeah. Because there's something that is so important, and and people have fought over this. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's the um the pe- people know that it is important to make this covenant to make this right. um legal um stamp of approval on someone's on someone's relationship and there's so there's something super powerful about it and yeah um and yeah. being being at so many weddings um yeah. on you know on the side of of taking photos and then even just like going through all those photos to see yeah i mean that the there's so much joy there's so much beauty that happens in those yep. in in those events and then there's a there's it's 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 a, I mean, it's a giant day. It's just a giant day full of emotion of all kinds of emotion. And, um, and so it's, it's incredibly important. You know, historically and across every culture there, there is some form of ceremonial commitment between men and women. It's just, it's like, like a human universal. Mm-hmm. So there's this recognition even in our, our very makeup as human beings that there's something significant about the partnership between a man and a woman making a family. We see that this is significant, right? From our perspective, our Judeo-Christian perspective, that's rooted actually in God's inherent fabric with how he's made us and why we're on the earth. So Genesis 1, 
says, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, and bring it under your stewardship. And he's talking to the man and the woman at that point. And both men and women in that context were created in God's image. They're created for a synergistic partnership. Mm-hmm. So the, this this whole aspect of creation is a separation from God first. God hmm. dared to separate from himself with his words, giving something separate existence. Like yeah. it's it's like the 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 different philosophy or theologies look at explaining creation differently, like a, a new age or or Buddhist or Eastern philosophy basically says everything's God. Yeah, yeah. What what we have in the Judeo-Christian perspective is that God, who is all and in all, as a triune mm-hmm. being, says, we're going to make something, not us. Hmm. So that that separate thing is a thing and an object of our love. Hmm. right? So you can only love that which is not you. So hmm. the separation is a key part of creation. Yeah. Otherness, right? And so... God, in this beautiful story, he does that. He separates, and the ultimate piece of his creation is human being. And then he separates these human beings from each other Yeah. in order to make love possible, in order to make, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm called to give my life to something that isn't me. But then it's also a choice. That's the, yeah, that's yeah, the that, whole that's point. that's the thing. It's, that it's, it's the separation that, that says, I... I'm choosing this. I'm, I'm choosing to love. I'm choosing to yeah. become one again. And the very physical enactment of that, the consummation of mm-hmm. that is this living oneness. We're bringing our genetic code together to create a new being that didn't exist prior. Yeah. Right? So um, <laughs> that that's from the, from the perspective, the, the, the philosophy and theology of the Judeo-Christian tradition is rooted in that understanding of creation and otherness. God makes something other than himself that he he doesn't control yep. the will and choice. He gives a tree in the garden and allows us to make the choice to not be in one Because it would not be love if there wasn't a tree. Precisely. It would be, we would be robots, yep. we'd be living there saying, oh, well, right. of course I love you. But that, but... There is no love yep. without choice. And, and so the wedding, which is inherent in that Genesis creation story, mm-hmm. we don't actually have a wedding ceremony there, but that's what's there. Yep. You run that all the way through to the end of the Bible. The last page of the Bible mm-hmm. is also a garden scene. It's also a restoration scene of everything that's gone before, the tragedy that happened yeah. out of Genesis 1-2 that's depicted in Genesis 3, the alienation and by cho- not choosing God. Exactly. Right? Then it's it's all wrapped together again with a replanting of the tree of life in this new garden. Right. And the picture is a wedding. Which is crazy. The picture is a so wedding. So that's why the weddings are important. Yes. Well, they're actually the meaning of life. Like if somebody says yeah. you want, like what's the meaning of life? The meaning love, of life is a wedding. To love and to be loved. People will say something like, something like yes. that. But it's actually this choice to love something that is not me. The other. Yeah. Uh, that and, and love then is this laying down your life for, for that other person. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and covenant, which is this picture of the God of, of the universe who gives himself to the other, to us. Mm-hmm. It's the bridegroom giving 
himself to the bride. We're depicted as the bride in that yeah. story at the end of, of Revelation. The covenant is that sacred promise of saying everything I have and am is yours. Yeah. And I receive everything that you have and are as mine. It's this choice of oneness yeah. that we don't have to make, but we get to come back into a unity of oneness yeah. by our choice and our words. And covenants were made with words. They're not contracts. So we have contracts all the time. Mm -hmm. I went to the store this morning and bought something on a contract. I gave my money and... Yeah. I, with I, the promise that you will pay. I'll have that yes. thing. Yeah. That's an exchange of goods and services. That's not what a covenant is. A covenant says, I'm giving myself hmm. and receiving from you yourself. Yeah. And what's happening in a wedding is the formalization of relationship. It's, it's defining this is what this relationship means yeah. and what it is. Yeah. And it's clarifying to everybody, which is why we do it in community, right? It's why right. we bring everybody together so that they can see ah, they are now a couple. Yeah. And they and what we what we mean by that is they now have brought their lives together and there's no separation from that. What mm -hmm. what we say in in their, you know, the echoing scripture, what God has joined together, let no one break apart. Yeah. Because it's a it's this picture of how God sees his love for us and our love for him. So, when we go to a wedding, Michael and Jenna's wedding coming up here. It is a window into eternity. It's yep. a window into the last page of Revelation, which is the whole meaning of history. Yeah. And we and we we feel the significance of that. It's why we cry at these experiences, not just because we love Michael and Jenna, we do. Mm -hmm. We're touching something much deeper Profound. than that. And we, we, we get this sense of, I am stepping into holy space. I mm -hmm. am seeing something here that's a picture of why everything exists. Well, and that and that's that's even true. And I've I've shot many weddings where where um where people you know aren't Christians, and and there's still something so powerful and so profound about yeah. it. And um, so it's not even just it's not even just you know somebody that 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 is you know singing those worship songs or you know yeah. um or having like a christian ceremony but there is something there is something binding with those words and with that ring and with all those symbols um it's something so much more than a symbol of of why, oh, we're, totally. of why we're doing this you know god created with words yeah and he gives us words mm -hmm. human beings have the prerogative we are created in his image to do what he does with words we create things so when a vow is spoken, that vow creates a bond. Yeah. And it's a definition of the, we don't have very many covenants in our culture anymore. Right. Most of our relationships are just kind of fuzzy and they're ill-defined. And, mm -hmm. and the problem that often happens in relationships is, is uh, broken expectations or people have different expectations right. on each side. And what a relationship is. Right. What, a wedding is, is this formalization of that relationship. Yeah. This is what this relationship means. And it's why everybody's there. Yeah. And I love, I love what you, yeah, I love that, that concept that we, we bring people in, not just to have a fun party and to have an open bar, but it's, it, you know, it's to, it's to be there to witness this miracle. And actually, and I, I, I would say that as we, we probably don't do this enough in our culture, but to call that out, 
to say, hey, you made this commitment. I am here. I'm standing for your marriage. And um, I don't know. This is maybe getting on a little bit of a tangent, but um, but I would love to see more people just open up about their about their their marriages to the people that came there to like to the people that you invited to be in your wedding party to um, to just be honest about what's going on. I don't think there's enough of that that's happening um, where where people are just honest of like, this is what I'm going through. This is, these are the things that we're struggling with, or these are the, um, well, it's, we have these curated lives on Instagram that, um, that are just, that are just showing all like the good stuff. Um, when, when, as, as we're called to, you know, invited to these weddings, we are witnessing something super powerful. You know, life's a team sport. Yeah. And, and so are marriages. So the marriage is inaugurated at the wedding. Mm-hmm. The wedding isn't the marriage, but it's it's what sets it's it's what starts the dominoes mm-hmm. falling in a person's life yep. that changes everything. And having people there to witness that is just this recognition of our none of us live lives as islands, mm-hmm. and there's consequences to any personal choice that affect multiple other relationships yeah you're, you're well and i had i i've been in many weddings i've been a bridesmaid in many weddings um my and and i i, I you know i i've taken that seriously that, that that role seriously but there was something so i'm i'm going to be standing with jenna and i'm going to be a bridesmaid and i'm i feel so honored to do that but i take that responsibility a lot more seriously now that i'm on the other side um now that i have been divorced and um, to know that I'm actually, I'm going to stand for this marriage. I'm going to call that out um, because you have, you, you're having me stand up there with you um, in a very like strategic way. And I'll, I'll treat it like that. Right. Um, it's a covenant. And it, so it's, it's, and, and when we are a part of that, when we're, when we're a witness, yep. we are in that covenant. Yeah. I'm, I'm a part of it. Yeah, absolutely. And even if I wasn't a bridesmaid, I'd still be a part of it. And I would still have a sense of responsibility to pray for them to, um, and to ask them about how things are going. And, and I, I probably do that a little bit too much with Matt and Alexa a little bit. Sometimes I'm like, that's my other brother and his wife of just being like, Hey, what's going on? Like, how are you guys doing? And, um, and you're much more conscious of that having walked through what I am because I also feel a responsibility to, I was there. I was, I was a part of that, um, a part of that covenant to, to stand for their marriage because, um, because of all those reasons. Um, but actually, this is maybe another side tangent, (laughs) but, um, but since, since the divorce, um, there's been so many times where I've been like, God, I just feeling like I couldn't speak on, um, I couldn't speak into marriages or I couldn't speak out of authority of being married or being a wife because I'm, I had a failed marriage. And, um, and so there's been like, there's been these times where people will like ask, I've been in, I've been in situations where, where people, where people were talking about marriages or something or like, or being a wife. And, and I just felt like I had to stay silent because I have a failed marriage. Um, but I really have felt the Lord say that that's not true, that, that, I can speak on that and I can have authority to, to talk like I was a wife because I was one. 
for five and a half years um, before the separation. And, um, and so I can, I, I, I want to fight that shame too of saying like, yeah. of, of saying that I, I, you know, I don't have a voice to this, but I actually do. And, um, and so with, with my, with my brother's wives, I want to be able to say, to talk to them about marriages on that level, because I can also speak to it in a different way of saying, this is, you know, from the failed perspective, yep. but I still hold that role as wife and, um, and the relationship of marriage as something yep. that's so, so beautiful yep. that I can speak to. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I, th- I think recognizing how powerful and significant that covenant is, that actually gives you a level of authority because of what you walk through. Mm-hmm. The Bible is very clear about the, the, the level of seriousness of the marriage covenant mm-hmm. and, and divorce is never a, a flippant thing in the scriptures. There are exceptions yep. for when a covenant gets broken. How do you move on? It's yep. never God's first intent. Jesus said, it said, said that as much, right? Yeah. It's, it's God never intended divorce. Mm-hmm. Um, but w- he also never intended all the other broken parts of the world. He's in his grace provided ways for redemption and restoration to happen and yep. reclaiming to happen mm-hmm. out the other side so that all things work together for good. Doesn't mean all things are good. Right. They're worked together for good. And, and the, the divorce and reclaiming of life on the other side of that is a great example. But the, um, the wedding is a part of, I think, setting up the seriousness of this. This is sacred ground mm-hmm. we're on. And it's not to be entered into. One of the old lines of the, uh, the, uh, the kind of um, traditional wedding ceremony is, this is not entered into lightly. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and that, that was along with, um, if anyone right. has any objections, <laughs> speak now or forever hold your peace. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Because actually there's three levels of things that are happening in, in an actual wedding. The first is it's legal. Mm-hmm. Our society, and we had a whole fight the last few years about the definition of marriage. And, yeah. And, um, it, but there is a legal recognition when you're married your license for marriage is filed in the governmental uh, offices. And there's, again, a and lot of a debate whether about, that should be the case right. is or it, not. Is it, yeah. is it recognized by government? The point is it's recognized by society. Mm-hmm. And, and that's one level that's happening. When, officiant, when I officiate in weddings, I'm doing so because I have a license honored by the society to actually do that. By Minnesota. Right, by the state of Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's a legal aspect. The second aspect is it's it's actually this this commitment and partnership between two people. Mm-hmm. And in it's for the benefit, the mutual benefit of the of each person. So mm-hmm. it's for society as a whole. It's for that individual giving their lives to this individual and for the individuals who are present. Yeah. Um, I, I, there was a funny story. It's funny in one sense, but it's so telling about the importance of a wedding and why people can't just decide, oh, we're doing life together, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, early in my, in my uh, pastoral career, I had a couple that uh, came and was uh, 
was struggling with um, what the nature of their relationship was. Mm-hmm. And uh, they actually weren't believers. They weren't Christians, but they came to, to try to talk through, mm-hmm. okay, what, where are we right now? Which I love those kind of conversations. Yeah. Right? The, the, the issue for them, as crazy as it was, was a duck hunting trip. And the issue was, this couple, this, this couple was, this couple was, <laughs> I love that you're telling this story. This couple was living together. <laughs> yeah. Right? And the, the family, the, the men in the family every year got together out at the family compound for a week of family duck hunting. But the rule was only family can come. Mm-hmm. Right. So no friends. So it was, it was grandpa and all the uncles and all the it was men right yeah all it was well, grandpa. of course it's always men <laughs> it was grandpa it was all the uncles it was all the cousins that came right right and the sons-in-law the sons-in-law got to come because they had come into the family mm-hmm. so this couple living together <clears throat> like like the 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 woman the young woman like wanted her her guy mm-hmm to go in the family duck hunting trip because they had committed to each other, right? They're like, we're, we're a couple now. They were living together, but the family said no, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so the tension was, okay, the family, even though they were a couple and they had made that commitment, they said to each other, the rest of the family didn't know how to define the relationship. They didn't know what their relationship with this guy was. Yeah. They didn't know, is he... In our family covenant, because you know you can, like, if you're in the family, you may not like somebody in the family, family. but you're in the family. (laughs) You're gonna see them at Thanksgiving, and and, and I'm sure they uh, they all felt like that they they had friends that they liked more than their cousins that probably they would have preferred to go duck hunting with. Yeah. But the point was, no, this particular this particular outing was for family. And that caused them to really, this couple to really question, okay, we've made a definition of our relationship that is personal. Is it enough? Mm -hmm. And I think ultimately they came to recognize it wasn't and they got married. Hmm. And in large part it was not even a big theological picture is that second reason that we come into a marriage covenant for the benefit of our own character growth, our own development and community. The third reason, which is one we already touched on, is this is a picture of eternity. Yeah. We're entering something sacred and it's God's in the midst of it. And, and that cord of three strands image, yep. God comes into that covenant. When words are spoken, something's created that never existed before that has a bond that gives us a picture of what God is all about and why we're even here. Right. Why are we even on the earth? God's given separation from himself and covenant. So that's why we cry at these things. Mm-hmm. It's, it's why we're sitting there going, I know something really important is happening. And then we celebrate too. Yeah, because exactly. it's, it's, it is, I mean, it is just a joyful, beautiful, yep. holy experience yep. Yep. And, all, and, all around. And it's, it's this sense of I'm giving all myself. It's not a contract. Yeah. Where we're we're trading goods and services with a person, it's saying our names become one. Mm-hmm. 
our, our very identity is one. Yeah. But that's also to say that you, like, I, I love that the, um, the, the unity candle there, I mean, everyone's seen this, right? There's two candles, the moms go up and they light the candles. And then, and then, you know, when they're playing the prayer or canon and D, then the, the couple takes those two candles and then they light a new candle. Right. Um, in the middle and um, and then they don't what they're not supposed to do is blow out their own individual candles yes because we don't lose our individuality we don't lose who we are in the couple Um, we we stay we stay ourselves some people accidentally do blow out that candle and I I am of the opinion that you're not supposed to do that Um, but you are creating something new that the two that the two flames become one flame Um, and and so we're 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 keeping ourselves in in the couple, but there's something powerful that happens because Absolutely. you become one. Absolutely, and that and that's the that's in the very essence of of our picture of creation, mm-hmm. right? God and His creation remain forever separate. I mean, the yeah. closer you get to God, the more you realize, whoa, I am not. I am real far. <laughs> and yet we're brought into oneness with yep. him, right? We're brought into oneness and yet we forever have, he is the object of our love and we are the object of his love. And he is inviting us yeah. into a partnership. Yeah. That this is yeah. not a dictatorship. This is not This is not him saying, right. you have got to follow me and you have to love me. Right. No, we are invited to that love. Precisely, which is lived out in a healthy biblical picture of marriage and so when you make when you make a commitment to him when yeah. you make a commitment to jesus to um and i and that's why i also love baptism so much because it's also that sort of eternal symbol yeah. of i am dying to myself and i'm being raised up new um that that's almost a wedding in and of itself too where yes. it's saying like i'm making this public declaration of my faith and and similar to a wedding, I'm making this public declaration of my commitment and love and marriage. Yes. Um, so there is something so powerful that happens in that that um, that that it yeah absolutely it's and a miracle the, and the and the marriage that grows out of the wedding. If you look back to Genesis one and two, and the way the man and woman are described, it is a partnership. Mm-hmm. It's not a dominant, no. subversive or a a dominant submitted relationship. So the original intent, that word, a helpmate, yeah, that that, that describes mm-hmm. the man and the woman relationship. The woman is a helpmate. Is not, I am tagging along behind you as your slave. Preach. <laughs> it is actually, it's it's a it's an intricate partner mm-hmm. with an with obvious different roles. Different right? roles, different roles, but not, but not but different not, value and not different authority. Right, right, and not like a not yeah. a better and worse. And role. and that's a, probably another. That's topic, a topic right? for another time, probably. <laughs> but, but the uh, but but there's a, but there's a. It's important for us to go back to Genesis one and two to get an understanding mm-hmm. of that. It, there are clearly different roles between men and women. Our brains are made differently. Our bodies are different. We carry different roles in the family. There's a different spiritual assignment to us, but it's it's not a higher or lower. No. And that, anyway, that's yeah, uh, that's a topic for another time. That is. But we should wrap up this conversation. Um, well, there's more coming. There is more coming. Um, I have a lot of excitement for a week and a half to celebrate yeah. Michael and Jenna, and um, but I also want to be very intentional about recognizing why this has why this has been scary for me. Um, 
but it's also but I I I'm also equally as excited about it. So next week we'll touch on that one. We will. And then the following week you'll give a, a progress report. Yes. <laughs> Our wedding's reclaimed. Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much for listening. I am um just really excited that everyone has responded so well to these um to this podcast and the way that um the way that all this is resonating with you is just really cool. So get involved, like like me on Facebook, and um, all the links are in the um, in the show notes. That's all I've got. <laughs> Good. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Reclaimed podcast. For more information about reclaiming, visit reclaimed.com. That's R C L A I M E D.com.